And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of OA News Overtime. I'm Jordan Hill with Justin Lee. Jordan. Justin. We're back. Back and better than ever. Jordan, I have a dilemma. Well, let's share it, share it with the audience. Okay. What's going on? I Okay. I would never ruin a steak with steak sauce, right? But sometimes I, I kind of miss A1. Oh, yeah? I don't know what to do about it. A1 tastes good. But I would never put A1 on a perfectly good steak, right? Right. What right. am I going to do about that? But what are we going to do about that? Should I make like a burger or something? I don't know. Yeah, a burger would be good with that. I went to uh, Big Mike's for the first time. Have you been there? No, I haven't. Um, yeah, we went over the weekend, and then I had like leftover. So then like last night, I made steak and eggs. Oh, that and I was, was like, it was better. I thought it was better than eating it at the restaurant. <laughs> and I mean, well, yeah. And I'll be honest. Huevos Rancheros. I had no idea where this conversation was going. I didn't know if you were going to segue some way with A1. I was like, are we making like a newspaper? Yeah, A1 right of the newspaper. No. But now you can look at that. I'm just, I'm just, you know. You're perplexed. You're yeah, I don't know what dog. to do. Yeah, I get it. I mean, It's like, hey, man, A1 tastes good. I mean, I like it on a steak. Oh. Call me crazy. I mean, you wouldn't put it on like a really good one. Yeah, but I can't afford like a really good steak. <laughs> That's what I should do. I should just buy like a cheap steak. Just get, like, make your own, you know, get one from Kroger or something and grill yeah. it up and put a little A1 on it. Yeah. But I think it's good on a burger, too. Yeah. I like, yeah, I think it'd be good. Troubles, man. It's it's tough, but we'll figure them out. Uh, through the course of this episode, by the end of this episode, we'll, we'll have an answer for that's you. That's what I'll do. Tougher uh, than a $2 steak. That's yeah, what they say. That's, that's what this, uh, this defense is going <laughs> to look like when, when we get our hands on it. That's what it's like finding something to talk about, Jordan. Yeah, but actually, there's there's a few different things still going on this summer. Um, we've had some scheduling announcements since the last time we recorded. Oh God! Also got the uh, Olympics uh, stuff going on, and I'll throw that to you in a little bit. But let's start, Justin. Let's start with 2030. <laughs> Auburn football is getting ready to play. I don't know about getting ready to play. <laughs> well, one day, some play. middle schoolers in the area. <laughs> Your your local YMCA athletes are going to be playing. Um, Auburn's going to play Miami, the Miami Hurricanes, uh, in 2029 and 2030. Uh, if I'm remembering correctly, it's the first meeting in Miami, and then the second one's in Jordan Hare. I'd have to. Yeah, they're all like that, which is weird. Which I thought was interesting because I didn't notice that until now. But I looked at it and like Penn State, Baylor. All of them are go there first, and then the revenge match is injured. Gotcha. So 2029, 20, 2030. Um, part of what I feel like is a pretty good string of non-conference games, and you mentioned a few of those right there, Justin. Yeah, Penn, UCLA. Yep, Penn State, UCLA, California. Yeah. Um, mighty South Alabama. Okay, that, that's hey, a little. Uh, Jaguars aren't bad. Um, they broke the streak, though, because they were all Bears. That's true. Except Penn State. Bruins, Lions, Bruins Lions. and Bears and other Bad Bears, Golden oh Bears. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Pac-12, oh my. But, uh, you know, looking at this, I feel like the thing I've really recognized, the last few years especially, you've seen more and more teams understand the value of these kind of games, That especially in this playoff era and especially by the time. You know, we still don't know when – the playoff is going to expand just that, you know, the ball's rolling toward expansion. That's true. That it's more and more valuable to play really good teams throughout your schedule, conference and non-conference. And obviously we can't look that far ahead and tell you if Miami's going to be good. But you're you're getting what's still considered a pretty marquee program and, and scheduling uh, them and, and hoping that by the time this game comes around it'll be considered a marquee game. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty fun. I don't know. I can't. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> they schedule these games in these Star Trek years. Um, I still think, like, 
Troy and South Alabama should just come out and be like, hey, in 2200, we're playing on the moon. Like, it's happening. This is the day. Elon Musk is flipping the coin. We're no. going to be the first schools to play on the moon. Deal with it. Just Think announce it. I mean, you got Oklahoma's out here announcing games in 2038. Can we call that, like, the, the Huntsville Bowl? You know, like, yeah, we can yeah, make, yeah. like, the Huntsville the tie-in? Yeah. yeah. To the moon, baby. Yeah. Just announce it. That's all I'm saying. Like, yeah, we're going we're gonna to play on a satellite. I mean, you know, I mean, but what's going to be the, you know. We, what's, how is that different from Oklahoma playing Alabama in 2038? That year's not real. Yeah, I agree. No, I think that's the strategy. I think you made a very good pitch for you to be the, the next SID or, yeah. or maybe the communications director up yeah. there. I mean, you know, 100 years from now. There'll like, be yeah, a totally gonna, different Earth population. <laughs> you know, why not? What's the downside? Um it, it is, I, I will say I'm a little disappointed, even though it makes sense. I kind of hoped one of the things we would get out of last year's COVID year was that a lot of these schools would kind of take a step back and say, you know what, we realize that if we can schedule games oh, oh, within yeah. like, uh, you know, four days of them being played, maybe we don't have to schedule For these real? games oh, a decade out. And, and the playoff too, talking about, oh, we can't do the playoff until 2026. It's like, dude, we just had this year where we cut all the red tape we showed that there's absolutely nothing holding you back besides bureaucratic you know to nothing. quote the great kevin the great philosopher kevin garnett anything is possible anything is possible yeah so yeah i mean it's it's that was so dumb and like i think i saw a greg sankey quote it was like well you know in 2014 we made plans that would guide us for the next 12 years it's like what about last year you didn't follow any of the plans last year I don't know, man. Like, I feel like they proved you can just do whatever you want and all of it's made up. So why don't you just go ahead and make the playoff now? Why don't you go ahead and just play? Just you know? just follow the whose line is it anyway formula of, of um, you know, the points don't matter. Yeah. And then nothing matters. You just do whatever you want. I still want. Did you know in the UK version where they came from, the points actually did matter? Really? Did you know that? I did not. I, I still it's don't believe it. It's I ref- bizarre. I refuse to believe it. It's bizarre. You watch it, and like their little Drew Carey person literally gives them like oh, ten points, nine points. Yeah. And then they brought it here, and Drew Carey's yeah. like, no. no, we don't care about math. <laughs> this is the states. We don't yeah. care about math. You can. It's weird. Shout can, out! I'm gonna go home and watch Who's Line now. You can look it up. Um, shout out to Colin and the boys. Yes, Ryan Styles for till I die, man. Ryan Styles. Um. <laughs> Two things I want to talk about with scheduling, and then we'll mercifully move on. Sure. With the games we've kind of just talked about, is there one that excites you, you know, a matchup no. that excites you more than the other? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. What? For me, it's the one that's coming up the first The first one is Penn State. Sure, Penn State will be fun. I think the fact that they haven't played a Big Ten team outside of a bowl game since – I'd have to look at the story I did. I mean, it was like the 30s. It's been forever since they played a regular season game. Sure. It's so rare that they even travel to the Northeast to play anybody. Sure. Um, I think that's going to be exciting, and I think even though Penn State's coming off a four- and five-year that they're still going to be, you know, the, a part of the cream of the co- uh, the cream of the crop, if I can talk, no uh, in the Big Ten. Uh, I think it'll be a really fun game, and I think the next two years should make for some pretty fun games. But I mean, I'm even excited about that UCLA game. I think that'll be exciting to go out there. Yeah, back in the day, there was a a rumor that Auburn was scheduling UCLA like. I want to say like seven years ago, and then it ended up just being Clemson <laughs> again. Yeah. yeah. That everyone hated it. But, yeah, so that UCLA game has been kind of a long time in the making. Like a lot of people have been – it's kind of been talked about, and probably ever since that USC series in 03, 
Oh, that's fair. Isn't that interesting? Uh, <laughs> Stanford, they're too smart. Yeah. Uh, Utah. That let's do that. Let's do the Pat Dye Bowl. Or I guess okay, Utah. Yeah. He didn't coach at Utah. There was a rumor that he was going to go to Utah. At they, one ha- point. they have they have not <laughs> played Utah or BYU. Okay. Uh, or Arizona State. Okay. And of course Notre Dame is the big one. Mm. I've never played Notre Dame. I like the Notre Dame one, and then that's like they played Utah State. That didn't end very well. Yeah, it almost didn't end very yeah. well. It was very a very harrowing experience. Dude, that team was stacked though. They had uh, Turbin and the other one, Wagner. They had Bobby Wagner mm. and Robert Turbin. Mm. They're like both still in the NFL. Yeah, crazy. And I'm just gonna guess Chucky Keaton was the quarterback because Chucky Keaton Chuck was there was, for roughly eleven and a half years. He was, dude. So. The game was crazy. <laughs> the game was wild. So oh, yeah, man. there's there's some good options still out there on the table, and we'll keep an eye and, and see if that winds up. You know, some of these teams wind up on the schedule for years to come. Here's my answer: Troy University, do Cowards. it, do it. Okay. Um, more scheduling news, but news that actually Justin and I will will be around to see come to pass. Yeah, we will. <laughs> be on the ground just yeah. yet. Hopefully not. Hopefully not for those other ones. It's really not that long. Uh, Auburn men's it's basketball. Yeah. All right, yeah. They will be playing Oklahoma da, 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 yeah. da, da, in da. January 2022 as part of the SEC Big 12 Challenge. There's some really interesting games. I think, really, the Auburn-Oklahoma game is one of them. Um, but you got Baylor and Alabama, uh, Texas and Tennessee, the Rick Barnes showdown oh, there, Lord, uh, Kansas-Kentucky. But uh, I'm really excited to see what that Oklahoma Auburn matchup winds up, you know, looking like. Uh, it'll be a good test, kind of um, – you know, a little bit, you know, I guess I'd probably be around halfway into the season. Um, I think that'd be a good test. And, and this is an Oklahoma team that's going to have a new coach. They got Loyola's coach. Uh, uh, Lon Kruger wound up retiring and after they made a, a run to the round of 32. So um, it'll be a good opponent. And the fact it's going to be an Auburn arena and the fact that, mm-hmm. you know, probably by then it'll be a full Auburn arena, I'm excited to see what that looks like. Yeah, I feel like typically – you play like a couple conference games and then you jump back out yep. for the for the challenge. So I think it's in January or something like that. Yeah, I think it's like January twenty second. Have they not done Kansas Kentucky yet? I feel like they probably have, but that's like the whole reason for this. Yeah, it's like UKKU, <laughs> and, then, and then you're like, well, we got the rest these other of the teams. yeah, the rest of these are an excuse to play that game. Why aren't they playing every year anyway? Yeah, all right, that'll be good. I'm excited. I mean, I think the ghosts be... of Blake Griffin in the house. True. True. And, uh, Are they any good now? I don't know. I mean, they were 16 and 11 this past year, okay. and I, I think you kind of take it with a grain of salt as far as COVID. You know what I mean? I, I don't yeah, know how much weight sure. to put into it, but Oklahoma's been good. And like I said, there's a, a changeover, and they've got a coach that I mean, Loyola was you know a really uh, big Cinderella story the last few years. Uh, no. Uh, no confirmation that Sister Jean will be in attendance. I think she'll be back in Chicago. Probably. But, um, but yeah, I think uh, I think it can make for a good game. And, again, it'll be a good test against a, a totally revamped Auburn roster. Trey Young played there. He did. Yeah. He led. The, I think he, he led the nation in points and rebounds. Or not points and assists, I should say. How about that? And uh, then went, and went to Atlanta and uh, haven't heard from him since. Look nothing, at it. <laughs> nothing's happened. Not, Look a at single, him now. not a single thing has happened. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's a good oh, – That's uh, tonight, isn't it? Uh, yeah, that is. Another good game uh, on the slate for Auburn. 
And uh, I think that wraps up our scheduling news sure. uh, for the week, thankfully. Awesome. Hopefully there will be less of that. Maybe we can we, talk about games before too long. Maybe we can talk about stuff that's happening in our lifetime. Yes, and I'm going to throw it to you, our, our intrepid Olympics reporter. Oh, no. Did some, uh, got on a call this morning and yeah. get ready to write about Suni Lee, yeah. uh, the, the person that's got a lot of you know a lot of success, a lot of energy around Auburn Gymnastics, you know, with her future as a part of the program. She's getting yeah. ready uh, for Olympic trials, and you had a chance to kind of catch up. So the trials are this weekend, uh, Friday and Sunday. We looked it up, yep. right? Okay. That sounds right. I know <laughs> I the know first day weekend. was Friday for sure. Yeah, it's this weekend. Yeah, so it'll be Friday, Sunday then. Yeah. So, yeah, they'll, they'll, have, they'll compete two days, and the best scores of those two days um, you know, will we'll, we'll be the result of the meet. The results of the meet, uh, the top two gymnasts will get an automatic berth on the gymnastics team. And this is the gymnastics team, like the Fierce Five, the team. Um, so the top two finishers will get that. SUNY will be shooting for that. SUNY got top two at the uh, U.S. Championships meet uh, a few weeks ago, which is uh, just kind of a warm-up meet but also a resume builder. Um, and you say resume builder because – uh, whoever doesn't get top two, top two get the automatic spot. Whoever doesn't get top two, the rest of the team is filled out by a committee based on some things like the U.S. Championship and all these other meets, right? So SUNY's trying to get top two just because you don't want to leave it into any committee's hands. Um, and she got top two last time. So, you know, and uh, obviously last time uh, there were, what, five medals awarded. Four of them went to Simone Biles, and the only other one to win a medal was SUNY. So she was there, you know, one, two, right behind Simone. So she wants to finish like that again. And if she does that, she's in. She's, she's going to Tokyo. It's real. It's happening. It's official. Um, and if, if she doesn't get top two, someone else gets those bids, they're, it's going to go to the committee to decide to, to kind of fill out the team. I think the feeling is that the committee feels pretty good about her because she's the best in the world on bars. And if you want to win a gold medal on bars at the Olympics, you need Suni Lee on your team. Um, but why leave it up to chance? You finish top two at the U.S. Championship, just finish in the top two again, so nobody can say anything, and, and you're in there. So uh, that's, that's her goal. So that's what she's going to be doing. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's all, all on NBC. It always is. So, But, yeah, that's, that's the U.S. trials. Uh, it should be exciting. should be a fun time. Um, I mean, that's a big deal. Like, this is the, this is the last stop before the Olympics. The, I, again, I don't think the, the gravity has really hit Auburn people that this girl's going to the Olymp possibly going to the Olympics. She's going to be in Auburn Arena in a few months. Buy your tickets while you can. Yeah, That's right. the promo for Yeah, it. exactly. Um, the thing that I was really struck by when we were talking about this before we started recording, tell us about the FAQ we were looking at when it was talking about the different athletes and it mentioned Simone Biles by name, and then it was like, <laughs> Yeah. Who else? But then when it went to who else, Suni was like the first name after Simone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's just like Simone. The FA, one of the FAQs know? was like, is Simone Biles going to be there? Yeah. And I was like, yes. <laughs> yes, yeah, Simone Biles will be there. Watch it. It was like an NBC thing. It was like where to watch the Olympics or the, the Olymp U.S. trials. <laughs> will someone be there? Miles be there? Yes. But also, Who, who else will be there? Sunisa. <laughs> She was one of the first names mentioned, so that seems like a good sign, you know, at least that um, yeah, for sure. people are paying attention to her, and obviously... Oh, this is, is WAPO. It was written by Emily. Like Emily Giavolvo. <laughs> she doesn't know it, but she's a friend of the podcast by proxy, so... How can I watch the gymnastics trials? There's all these questions. How is the team selected? Will Simone Biles compete? Yes. <laughs> 
Who are the athletes to watch? Simone Biles. <laughs> Behind Biles, Sunisa Lee and Jordan Childs have emerged a serious contender. So, so, I mean, hey just, man, she's got eyes on her, and and we'll be watching, and I'm sure that. Uh, you or I will have stories coming out of how she does as she tries to get ready to go to Tokyo. I Emily mean, knows what she's talking about. Oh, Emily's the best. She, um, bar none. Yeah. She 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 may be one of those. She's really good at digesting this stuff, you know. Oh, yeah. For the rest of us. Uh, but, yeah. I was just thinking about that. Her she went on a tweet thing recently about how just brutal the gym internet can be, the gym internet. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's tough for those of us who aren't experts. Yeah. But, uh, I, yeah. wor- I worked with Emily at the Red and Black, and, and I was just totally lost on Jim. We just let her run it because yeah. we knew she knew what she but was even doing. She, but even she gets like criticized because these super diehard fans are like, that wasn't a job. And you're like, what? Yeah, I, don't even, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. And, and Emily compete. I mean, like, she grew up. Yeah, she put that on. She was like, I've done tumbles, yes. and I'm scared to write about tumbles because, yeah. like, I don't know if this is a triple pike, sow cow, double the junker, or, or yeah. whatever. And you're like, uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's just, you know, I'm sure it's like most All the these moves are named uh, after these Russian gymnasts from the 80s. It's yeah. like, I don't, I don't know, It's man. beyond me. But we'll keep you covered on that. There's we, no doubt about that. What we went to school for was to learn how to digest that stuff and ask the right questions, even when you don't know what the heck you're looking at. Exactly. So, hey, score go up, good question? Yeah. Good. <laughs> Team one, good question mark? Thoughts? I never I never covered a single gymnastics meet, and it is very exciting to watch, but I would be very, very nervous to have to, to write about it because uh, I mean, it's intense, and uh, I'll have to go with you, tag along at some point, and so I can learn. It's a fun time, out. man. I'm, I'm glad I'm not out in Tokyo, though. That'd be tough. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so other stuff going on, I think that's kind of the biggest uh, thing. Uh, I'll be excited. We're recording on Wednesday. On Thursday, I'm going out to Auburn University's uh, intramural fields. There will be a seven-on-seven with some of our local teams. So that will kind of be getting a taste of the start of the season. I know Auburn High is going to be out there. I know the Lochipoca Indians are going to be out there. And I'm sure there will probably be a few other teams. Uh, so that will be exciting. Um, we got all area wrapped up last week, so that was a chance to kind of exhale. Um, we'll yeah. continue with the Tomorrow's Tigers. That'll be uh, a story this week, all right, on uh, Demetrius Davis. So that'll be good to, to kind of show one of the quarterbacks could be, you know, a quarterback of the future for Auburn. So we'll get a, sure. some insight on him. Um, Justin, any, any other things uh, on your radar or things that, that are uh, to kind of keep an eye out for in the next few days? And- oh! No, we're. I mean, we like. We, hey, man, we're, we're gearing up for football all That's of a right. sudden. So, <laughs> hey, we we do need to plug that. Uh, we we need to do the uh, the Alabama All State uh, um, NCAA playoff brackets what we should do we're gonna get some of the people together on saturday maybe that's what we do we make even teams and everybody hey man it's alabama and uab and troy and auburn and and see see who can win um it'll be a good time it'll be it'll be a fun time no doubt we'll see um get ready to wrap up this episode you talked about trey young earlier in the hawks Uh, i was thinking about that you know uh i wouldn't really call myself like a diehard hawks fan i've kind of kept up with them on and off Kind of lost track of them when they started the season slow and, and they fired Lloyd Pierce. And then, you know, really started watching them on this playoff run and obviously – They it fired was, their coach this year? Yeah. Lloyd Pierce got fired and, and – uh, How bad do you and feel? And Nate McMillan was an assistant. And they're like, all right, you know, you can run the show. I think they were like 14 and 27. They were bad. 
And now they're going to the Eastern Conference Finals. How so. bad would you feel if you're Lloyd Pierce? Like, I mean, wow. the thing that was funny to me is Lloyd's name has been brought up, and I thought he was, you know, a pretty good coach, but it obviously wasn't working. Um, the Celtics have mentioned him as like a candidate. Yeah, coaching is weird. Like it really you just is. get a thousand second chances. Yeah, and they just hire weird. It's Jason like... Kidd's been a coach at like three different places now. For no reason. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> Steve but Nash a coach. Yeah, yeah, he's it's coaching like, the Nets. I don't know. Yeah, well, and also Nate McMillan, I think this is like his third time as a coach. But uh, it's been fun to follow this playoff run and obviously it culminated in that game seven with New the 76ers. So New I was going to ask you, Justin, are there playoff runs or, or playoff moments that come to mind for you as a fan that stick out in your memory of, of any of the teams you like or, or even just things you've gotten to watch, some big moments over the years? As a fan, it's tough. The be- the, the I mean, dude, that – NCAA run in Nashville. Yeah. Dude, I mean, uh, SEC tournament run in Nashville. Because everyone talks about, like, you know, going to the Final Four. That was awesome. But, like, that that SEC tournament was a blast. Like, that was crazy because it was still early on. There was no – no and no other team, like not just Auburn, but no team there had a ton to lose because they were – a lot of them were still going to go to the tournament anyway, right? So, it was just fun. It was just the SEC tournament. It was just a lot of good teams there to play and play well. And uh, that was crazy. And and the thing about it is, I mean, no one's no one gets to do that because they were the five seed, so they played the extra game. So we got to be there for four straight days, four straight games, uh, which is crazy because they were the they had the extra the the extra round they had to do. That was so much fun. I mean, you could cover you could cover college basketball for so long and never get to do that. I mean, I looked at like you know you look at like how oftentimes Duke goes to the Final Four, and it's like. Not that often, honestly, because the NCAA tournament is such a crapshoot. You can cover Duke for like 10 years and still not go to the Final Four. How insane is that? So uh, that's something I'll – I mean, I'm going to be old and about to die, and I'll be 100 years old, and I'll be thinking about – By the time this, by, by the time the Texas and <laughs> Auburn game we talked about yeah. is going to be on the schedule. Yeah, exactly. I'll be remembering that run because, I mean, that's just how rare that was and special that was. that was. That was crazy. It was crazy to watch in person. For me, this one as a fan ended – Rather poorly. Okay. But the Falcons, the year they went to the Super Bowl and played the Patriots in 2083, but the lead up to that and specifically the Green Bay game, because the playoffs a few years before that, Green Bay had, you know, gotten the upper hand. There was one game where they ran them out of the stadium by halftime. Like it was, it was so bad. And the Falcons just tore them apart. I remember Julio Jones, who is gone, but not forgotten. He's not dead. He's just a Tennessee Titan <laughs> He's now. He's just gone. Uh, I remember he had a big play, and, you know, the internet went wild, and it was like – I remember being in Columbus, and I think the place was Mr. Wing with the, a few of my friends, and it just kind of hit all of us because we've all grown up Falcons fans, and for the majority of my life, the Falcons have been terrible. They've right. not been good. They've right. had a few good years, but they still really weren't Super Bowl contenders. And when like, we kind of looked at each other, it was like, oh, my God, the Falcons are going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. And to me, it's almost like – when you're going into any season as a fan, like the start right before the season starts is like the most exciting time because you have hope. Mm-hmm. Like you don't know how it's going to play out, but you're like, oh, sure. we're going, yeah. we're going to the Super Bowl. And obviously it ended as poorly <laughs> as it could have possibly ended. But that was just so much fun, especially to have some of my friends there. We kind of, you know, shared the moment and, and yeah. was excited and ready to see now if this Hawks team can keep it going. I mean, the fact they've gotten this far is, you know, a miracle. And Nate McMillan should have been named coach of the year. The fact he wasn't was just a disgrace, but, uh, 
I'm excited to see what they can do, and they're going to get it started, and, and I'll be watching. And, and like I said, I'm, I definitely would consider myself a bandwagoner. I've not followed this team the whole way, but it's definitely been fun to follow them now. It's the best to be a fake fan. Oh, yeah. But it's also like with our jobs, you know, we can't, especially in NBA season, you kind of come in and out even if you are a big fan, at least yeah. in my experience. Yeah. So, so sure. this is definitely the perfect time to jump on. Yeah, there you go. I don't think I've ever been to a playoff anything. Playoff game. Maybe I went, should check that off the list. I think the only playoff game I've ever been to was a Braves game in like sure. 12 or 13 and Clayton Kershaw pitched for the Dodgers and just shut down the Braves. So That'll happen. Yeah, it was not It was not a very good playoff experience. But uh, but other than that, yeah. There you go. So, well, I think that – Look at uh, – look, I want you to yeah. – I want to look at Suni. Look yeah. at this. This is my thing about – this. my favorite part of her bar routine is when she goes over – look at that, right? Like – I would be in the hospital for the rest of my life. But my thing is when she goes over and it's like a chess piece, like just a vertical. She's above the thing. She's all the way up there. I don't know what you call that. Maybe I'll figure that out <laughs> this weekend. Yeah, maybe we. Maybe you can ask Dude, her what she calls that. Just scrolling on the timeline and seeing that. It's crazy, man. Well, we're going to look through Twitter and uh, and uh, wrap up this episode. Again, appreciate you guys watching and, and listening, and we'll be back next week. Uh, for Justin Lee, I'm Jordan Hill, and until next time, take care.